What are emergency rooms doing about opioids? That's next on The Scope. This is From the Front Lines with emergency room physician Dr. Troy Madsen on The Scope. On The Scope. Dr. Troy Madsen's an emergency room physician at University of Utah Health. And of course, by this point, most of us know that opioids uh, are, are, are a major problem. Uh, and it seems like taking that first one is what really leads you down that path. And for many people, they might have gotten them in the ER at one point. So I'm curious, Dr. Madsen, is that the case? Did you used to give out opioids for pain? Uh, and, and has that changed? So I've absolutely given out opioids, and, and we still do. I mean, there are cases where people need some kind of pain medication, and often that's the only thing that's going to help them in the short term. But we've definitely seen the pendulum swing in the last few years. It used to be in the ER, we always talked about we're not treating pain adequately. We're not giving enough medication. And I think the response to that 15, 20 years ago was to say, let's give more opioids. Let's prescribe more. Let's give more IV medications. Now we've seen what's resulted from that. And it's not just the ER, it's primary care physicians, it's pain clinics, it's specialists, it's it's all across the spectrum of healthcare in the United States. In the ER, was the opioid generally in pill form or did you give it through IVs? We have often, and we again, to, to say we don't do this, we do it because there is a role for opioids. And I think that's something we need to, to make sure we understand too, is that there is a role for these medications, people that have severe injuries, long bone fractures, Things like this, that's the only thing that's going to treat their pain adequately. And so we do give it IV. Um, there are IV forms of opioid medications like morphine um, or hydromorphone. Um, and then there are pill forms as well that we can prescribe, um, hydrocodone, oxycodone, things like that, that you've heard of Lortab, Norco, Percocet, all these sorts of brand names. Um, so there are those two options that, that we use in the ER and that people use elsewhere as well. So if I'm a patient and I find myself in the emergency department, and I'm told that my pain is such that you would recommend that I should have an opioid-based painkiller. Should I be nervous that I could possibly get addicted to it? I think the big issues with addiction come when we're taking medication not to treat the pain, but often for the way it makes us feel. And if this is a new injury, if it's a serious injury, or if it's a serious issue like severe abdominal pain, and that's the only thing that's going to control it, I think you need it. And I think you have to make sure you have some balance there and not just think opioids are bad. I'm going to get addicted if I even have a touch of this medication. That's not the case. So when people take it long term, they're taking it more for the way it makes them feel rather than say coming in for severe pain. And I'm taking this because I need this pain in my abdomen treated right now because I've got a ruptured appendicitis or something like that going on. So how have things changed in I, the ER? Yeah. So I think, I, I think one of the biggest changes I've seen, so couple areas. Number one, we have a statewide database we can use and it's very useful. I can look up if someone comes in and I can see, have they gotten multiple prescriptions for opioids? If they have, and it's come from lots of different physicians, particularly lots of different ERs, I'll talk to that person and I'll express my concern. I'll say, you know, we're seeing lots of different prescriptions from lots of different places. I'm concerned about the possibility of maybe addiction here. Um, you need to go to one person, get these from one doctor so they can monitor what you're getting and make sure you're staying safe with these medications. Um, the second thing we've seen are just, like I talked about, decreased prescriptions for opioids for a lot of stuff that maybe we used to prescribe it for, for bumps and bruises and back pain because we wanted to make sure people's pain was taken care of. Now I think it's more like saying, hey, try ibuprofen. Take ibuprofen. It's a great medication. Avoid opioids if at all possible. 
Again, still there are cases where opioids are necessary. It's the only thing that's going to really adequately control someone's pain. But a lot of those kind of gray zone areas, I think a lot more physicians are moving away from prescribing from opioids altogether or are really limiting the number of opioids they're prescribing to those patients. So this is a good first step, I would imagine. What what else needs to be done? Well, I think we need to you know, know a lot more about how we can better address pain. And if there are other factors, does anxiety really play into this? Is something of something we've studied in our ER. Um, patients who come in who are feeling very anxious, how much does that amplify the pain? If I address that anxiety, is that going to help with the treatment of pain? Something else we're doing really new in our ER, and one of the few places doing this is we have a physical therapist in our ER as well. So we're using our physical therapist to come in and see these a lot of these people with back pain, work with them right there, get them set up with physical therapy to hopefully avoid the opioid prescriptions, to get them some treatment and and say, hey, you don't just need to take pills for this. Here are some exercises, some strengthening, some stretching. It's going to give you a whole lot more relief it than than taking some sort of an opioid is. So just like anything else, it's a useful tool. It's just that maybe we haven't been using it the best that we should up until this point. That's exactly right. I think the pendulum swung too far one direction and it's going back the other way. Hopefully we can have some nice balance here and address this, what really is a, a nationwide epidemic. Want the scope delivered straight to your inbox? Enter your email address at thescoperadio.com and click sign me up for updates of our latest episodes. The Scope Radio is a production of University of Utah Health Sciences.